Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. Got myself Kalisha here. I am just Sam. Hello, everybody. And we've got Jay over here. How are you doing, guys? And as you can tell, there's no Francis. So you're truly Francis isn't in the building. So you got your truly Jay instead. It's much better for you. Trust me. <laughs> so unfortunately, Francis is unwell. So we sent Francis our love. Yes, best wishes to Francis and get well soon. Man up, bro. Man, up. <laughs> Man flu doesn't exist around here, bro. Come on. So this week's episode, we will be discussing parenting and financial literacy. So please remember to subscribe, leave comments, um, ask questions on yep. all our social media accounts. So I'm going to pass it over now to Jerome for the famous disclaimer. Yeah, the one that we didn't forget this week. <laughs> well done, guys. We're learning as we go along. Um, so as always, we're not financial, well, registered financial advisors. And the information we give you today and in all of our episodes isn't supposed to be financial advice. It's more information and food for thought. Uh, please consider all the things that are relevant to you when investing. So your fees, your risk, appetite, your objectives, everything like that. You know, as I say, we just want to give you the information to equip you to either do it yourself or get the knowledge. This is an advice. So please don't blame us for anything. <laughs> it's still on you guys. Okay, so um, as Kalisha said, we're going to be talking about parenting. Parenting. <laughs> and no, we're not editing that one out. We're not editing that one out. We are, we are. We are. You can do it yourself. I'll do it myself. I'll put the original file out there. <laughs> no. You need to come to my social media. stay in. You're no. staying in, guys. If can, you, we, she, can we move on? No. Parenting. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're we talking about parenting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so today we're talking about parenting <laughs> and... um financial literacy correct um just basically talking about what we've learned from our parents or what we haven't learned from our yeah. parents and how important it is to pass information down and we chose to speak on a topic like this because at the show that we did from the house of commons quite a few people said they felt like their parents being immigrants to this country didn't have the knowledge to pass on to them which made it difficult for them to move ahead so we're just going to talk about what our parents taught us, what we think is important to be taught as a child and how we can excel in our financial literacy knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Now, even if we haven't had it, and then for those of us that are parents or hope to be parents, how are we going to make sure our kids don't fall into the same, I don't know. Trap? Yeah, Trap. Oh, yeah I'd agree. Issues, yeah. problems. Yeah, and I think it's it could, you know, so for people from the older generation, you know, as I like to call them, baby boomers, you know, they may <laughs> listen to this and get offended, but this isn't supposed to be judgment or criticism. Uh, and as Sam kind of said, it's not too late. You may not have known yeah. uh, to be able to give us that information when we were kids, but there's something, there's things you could possibly do now. And I think why it's so important for me is because you can see the difference it makes when you have that information, yeah. Yeah. when you have that knowledge, when you have that training almost, not even just the information, when you've been taught and trained how to save, how to invest, how to manage your money from young, how you see money in, as an adult is very, very different. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's one of the main topics that keeps on coming up every time we talk about this, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Definitely. Okay. So into so the topic. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's discuss. Um, I don't know. I think I got from at the show, the House of Commons, people were saying that lack of knowledge has led to us or people within our demographic not having the information that we need. So do you guys feel like there's a correlation between that? What? Lack, lack of knowledge. But and for our parents or for now? From our parents, first off, and where we are now. I don't think there was lack of knowledge. I just think they didn't share the knowledge. Okay. Mm. I, I'd say it's a mixture of the two. Because yeah. I do think there are some that, you know, and I say that because I, I worked in a building society for a while. Mm. 
And I think I saw the two. You saw yeah. people from our demographic that <clears throat> that were clued up and knew what they were doing and had their money, in, you know, managed. And you had ones, others that just didn't know. You know, they didn't know what interest rate was. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they didn't understand risk. There, there were quite a lot that had no idea. And I think you just knew the basics. Yeah, they knew the basics and they went and saw financial advisors who were heavily incentivized by bonuses and they just were sold stuff they knew nothing about. Mm -hmm. And then when it lost money, they thought it's because, oh yeah, investments are risky. No, it's you had your money probably in the wrong investment or you weren't managing it Mm -hmm. or you didn't have, you know, you had your money in something you didn't understand and didn't make the correct moves, you know? So I think it's just that understanding of all the aspects of finance yeah. just wasn't there for some, but others, as you say, because yeah. we know others that have houses and didn't teach their kids or didn't get their kids buying houses yeah. when they were younger. I feel like this is something that me and Jay talk about quite a lot. And I feel like when um, our parents came to this country, they managed to get onto their feet. So some of them were able to buy their house. Some mm. of them got into work and went from there. Some of them went to university. Some of them didn't. But I feel like from being here, they were taught that the way to get ahead was go to school, yeah. follow that with college, follow that with, with a job. university, you will get a job. job. Yeah. And I think that they they spent their time drumming that into our heads because yeah. we didn't want to be the young black kids that weren't educated. Yeah, we that's educated. true. So the key was be educated. Yeah. And that was, yeah. that was the focus. So I don't, I feel like they think that they've done us well by just saying be educated that was their main thing be educated and then just get a job but they didn't actually say what type of jobs are out there as well and before you used to be able to like stay in a place for like five to ten years and it looked good but now that's not good that's not good because you're not getting no pay rises if you stay in five to ten years you have to move around you know exactly and i think that's one thing in my working history that i wish i just knew from early exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely same same i've got a trainee at work and he's, he's quite young and i always say to him when he comes to me with like queries about promotions and management i've spoken to him about this and is it a good idea mm-hmm. as much as it's in my interest to push him into whatever they want to do so it looks good on me as his mentor and team leader i'm always like ask your questions if you're not happy about it then raise the questions don't just fall mm-hmm. into the trap of oh i got a promotion and i got more responsibility but oh, oh i've just got a job and, and that's fine yeah exactly no, so yeah i feel like i'm definitely passing down what i've seen through my own experience <laughs> to him but another thing with parents i feel like they probably came here saw what other demographics were doing and thought that the way was education they didn't have the inside knowledge that okay they invested here they put this much money in a trust fund here they mm-hmm. did this they did that they saw educated white people and thought, yeah, my child goes to uni, so they're going to be like them. Yeah. Or and someone then, was just happy, sorry, yeah, someone was just happy to be here. Yeah. Remember, most of our parents are some of our first generation. Yeah. So yeah, them yeah, exactly. just getting a job was and enough. without even education yeah, was... Aspiration. Yeah. Was, you know, on a smaller scale. I think the point I was going to make is, uh, so Capital Moments, uh, some guys I follow on Twitter, mm. post an article, I haven't read it fully, but I, I kind of skimmed it. And it showed the different kind of degrees and the earnings you get, like, say, three, four years after you finish that degree, mm. right? And that's the information I definitely didn't have going into university. Mm. Not all degrees are created equal. So many of us ran into certain degrees because it sounded so, good. Mm. Or the prospectus looked nice. Or our friends went there. But we had no idea of where does that degree lead to? Mm-hmm. What's the earning potential of that degree? And I think other demographics, they understand that, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't, this is, this is not a slight on them. It's mm-hmm. kind of something we need to equip ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So when your kids are going to university, you need to know, what degree are they sitting? Where are they sitting it? Where does it lead to? What can they do with it? Because I knew so many people, and I was one of them, that came out of university with something that didn't really help me. 
I did. My career started when I sat, you know, uh, my accounting qualification. That's Mm. when my career started. My degree has helped me in my broader sense of knowledge of stuff, but it didn't help me in in the working world at all. You know, and I think that's the kind of practical information that we lacked. It was just go to university because I think back in their day, and you got to remember it was like that at a point where no matter what your degree was in, you could get a job. Yeah, anyway. You know, I've heard of people that have hi- degrees in like history and they work in investment banks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't really happen now unless some I suppose job, you go to a prestigious uni. Yeah, some applications will say um, desirable a degree. Mm. Yeah. Say what, and I think they use it to measure your level of commitment. Yeah. Maybe. But like you said, it's true. There's so many degrees that we have done that actually haven't led us anywhere. And I do feel like my parents were comfortable with the fact that I was going to uni. As long as I wasn't saying I'm going to do any sort of entertainment, they (laughs) were cool. But the fact that I was just going to uni was enough. They didn't think about, okay, well, where does this combined degree where you don't actually have to write a dissertation actually going to get you? Yeah. No. And, and yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is because it was at a time in their time, there were so few people doing degrees. They were a lot more valuable. I think we were that generation where everyone started going to university. Yeah. So having a degree, having a degree now isn't as valuable as it was probably 20 years ago. Yeah. Because yeah. many more people have them now. Exactly. Definitely. You and, know? and it really depends on what you've actually studied. And that's, I think that's why it's more important now what you've studied and where you've done it. Yeah. So in terms of being taught about money, what to do with our money, how, how, I don't know, should we, how do you feel like you're, direct teaching has got you to the place that you are did you have yes were you taught or well kind of so my mum first moved out of her parents house when she was like 18 or so Mm. so she was living by herself she born here she was born in Ghana and then came over here when she was young and um yeah when she first moved out she was like she got a credit card and she ran it up and then um, she kept on getting reminders, et cetera, as she used to tell me. And then she said she just had enough. So she cleared all her debts. Yeah. And then obviously a few years later, that, not a few years later, quite a lot later, she had me. And then she always said to me, don't get a credit card. Yeah. Don't get a credit card. Only buy what you can actually afford. Yeah. If you don't have the money, then don't buy it. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, always save. So she, so I've, because of my mum, I've always been able to save. Yeah. Like I save very well and I manage money very well. Mm. But it's, what do I do with it? Yeah. 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 And that's that was the one point. thing. She never told me what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I when I first passed my test, I bought a brand new car. Mm. That's where my money went. And then I, I went on holidays like two to three times a year. Yep. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's where all yep. my money went. Mm-hmm. And back then I had money. Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if I knew what I knew now, I'd probably be sitting on like free houses or yeah. something yeah, exactly. stupid like yeah. that. And, and that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, if we were taught what to do with that saving, because I got the same message to you. Make sure you're CF. Make sure you're CF. <laughs> Sorry, I did it in a Jamaican accent. I'm Jamaican. Uh, or an attempt at a Jamaican accent. Um, but you're right. You know, where do you save it? What do you do with it? Mm. What's the plan for it? Exactly. You know, like, you know mm. are you going to buy a house with it? Are you going to invest in stuff? You know, it's, we just didn't have that information. And a lot of people in branches don't either. Yeah. yeah. And I now think, savings become so, uh, much more difficult. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah. I don't have the extra funds that I did back in the day, which mm. I could actually do something with now. So, yeah. But even on top of that, even if you can still save, saving in rates are so low, it, they don't, you don't make the money you used to. Exactly. So in their day, when you saved, yes, you were making a nice bit of money at the end of the yeah, year and yeah. it was growing. It doesn't grow now. And things it's losing co- money. didn't cost as much. Exactly. Listen, I got a statement the other day from one of my um, accounts that I don't hardly use. I got one P yeah. interest yeah. in a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one P. Which shows that when you read that kind of stuff. That means you've lost money because the price of stuff have gone up by gone more up. than one P. Exactly. And I think that's a big concept I find the older generation still, in my opinion, 
haven't grasped mm-hmm. that yes it's deemed as safe to have your money in a savings account but it's so not yeah you're guaranteed to lose money in a saving in a, in a low interest saving account yeah. that's one guarantee you are going to lose money mm-hmm. yeah. i think my parents so my parents came here when they were in their 20s my dad went to uni my mum didn't started working straight away and um i got always got the message of save 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 but i feel like they didn't really talk too much to us about money so we didn't know what my dad was earning for mm. years. I feel like my <laughs> sister told me this maybe about two years ago, but you just, you don't ask the parents about their money. Yeah. If, if you want something and they say no, the answer is no. There's no explanation. Well, Mama was quite transparent. No. Yeah, you see, my, my parents, not really. So not we me. just knew that, okay, it's hard. Living is, um, living in London is hard. You've, you've got to work hard. Make sure you always have money. But we never actually knew the details of what they had. Didn't know if my parents really invested, if anything. Mm. Um, I just didn't know if they did anything extra. My mum, was very big on making sure we don't get into financial difficulty. But she never, I'm not sure what age your mum told you that story about her credit, Kalisha, but... From my, early. She told me from early. I know that my mum was telling us from experience, but she never actually let us know that she got herself <laughs> into difficulties. Only as we got older and we started uh, having yeah. certain conversations. Yeah. I'm talking like teens. Wow. Late teens. That's when we started having conversations and learning that, oh, okay, she's telling us this because she's been there. I used to work part-time and quite, for the age that I was, I used to get quite a decent amount every month. My mum was literally like, save half. Every month, mm-hmm. save half, put half away. She made me give it to her for a while, which I obviously did begrudgingly, but um, <laughs> I did it. And then I think, I don't remember what I needed to buy or something I had to do, but she was able to hand me back quite a lot of it, which was really, really good. But I stopped at an age where it's like, no, I don't have to give you my money. I can do what I want. And thinking about it now, it would have been so much easier to save that half plus more because Mm -hmm. I was living at home. I wasn't doing anything, anything that needed big sums of money. And I had a decent weekend job where they paid you quite well. And um, But I feel like apart from save, that's all I ever heard. Save, mm, yeah. save when you can. That there was no put your money into this apart from put your money into a savings account, and I don't even think it was because it will gain interest or anything like that. It was simply because you won't touch it. Yeah. So put your money separate. So it was literally mm. like putting your money under your mattress. Yeah. Just put it somewhere yeah. where you won't touch it. It was never put it somewhere and it will generate income mm-hmm. for you. So I feel like the the most I ever learned from my parents was save, and that's too expensive. I remember once I think. <laughs> end of school i was asking my mom to give me money to get my nails done and it was i think by then nails were like 25 pounds yeah she did not understand (laughs) in any way shape or form why i thought that that was enough money to spend on my nails Mm. so i understood that you shouldn't waste in Mm -hmm. inverted commas your um is it inverted commas Air quotations. Okay. Yeah. We're not editing that one out. We definitely are. So I understand that you shouldn't You're on waste. A roll today. <laughs> I understood that we shouldn't waste in air quotes um, money, but that is the most. Don't don't waste money on silly things and save. Yeah. That no, was, I agree. Yeah. And I think just in how I look at these things, it's it's you see where that comes from, mm-hmm. right? The lack of understanding they have had of the financial world yeah, and, and their attitude towards risk, which we will discuss in our community is a big thing. We fear risk. Yeah, yeah. So I think their first thing is, I'm not going to risk anything. Do the most least risky thing, it seems like, save your money. To hold on. Hold, hold on hold to on what you to have. Money. Yeah. You're trying yeah. to hold on to what you have. You're not trying to grow it. You're not trying to develop it. You're not trying to, you know, hand it out, pass it out. It's yeah. just keep it. You don't want to lose it. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Uh, and I think that's the mentality that has held us back, I think, um, as a people. In my yeah. opinion, we just don't, we're not willing to understand the risk and take them yeah. and understand which, you know, how much risk you're going to expose yourself to, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and that's what we covered in the episode uh, with Darren. Was it, yeah. uh, what episode yeah. number was that? That was 
seven. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. that's supposed to be my thing. Sorry, I'm not on <laughs> form today. Um, no, but yeah, I think it's it's quite clear to see how that kind of behavior could get passed down from generation to mm. generation, uh, especially when you're trying to play catch up yeah. in understanding how these things work. Yeah, you know, and I think communication is probably going to be the one thing that helps us in terms of thinking of a solution, not to jump too far forward. But that's going to be the thing that helps, right? As you say, knowing what your parents earn, knowing what they have invested, where they have it invested in. Mm-hmm. Like, All their bad experiences. <coughs> like, I yeah. think back to what we said a few episodes ago when you said, you know, children, they learn more from what they see you do from them what mm-hmm. you tell them. Yeah. So telling yeah. your kids to save, 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 save isn't going to be half as useful as showing them what you've saved. Yeah. Showing yeah. them you've where you've saved. Yeah. yeah. Them going to the bank with you and seeing, wow, Mommy's got X amount in this account and she's got X amount in that account and this amount in this invested. Yeah. That's going to inspire them to want to do the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're asking them to do something they've not seen you do, it's tough, I think. Yeah. 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 You know, the thing is, I feel like my mum definitely tried with the whole taking us to open our bank accounts. I remember getting my first account mm. at 13 when you could. I honestly feel like if she had the knowledge, she would have passed it on. But mm-hmm. all she knew was save, don't spend frivolously. And I think that's from coming over here and grinding so hard to yeah. stay afloat that she probably didn't even have the time to mm. think about anything else. It was just, I'm staying afloat, stay afloat, make sure my kids get educated, stay afloat. And, and that was it. So yeah. based on what your parents taught you, what positives do you think came out of it? Um, Definitely to not spend frivolously. My, I, I, I call it frugal. <laughs> or whenever I say I'm a cheapskate, people say you're not a cheapskate, Sam, you're frugal. So definitely from my mum to spend sensibly. My yeah. dad, I feel like... <laughs> My dad can go to the supermarket with a hundred pounds and come back with six things, and it's like, um, what did you buy? Because he buys quality. And do you know what? No, it's just that he sees something. It's like, yeah, I, I need washing man. powder, and of course they put the washing powder, the most expensive one, at the no, front, no, no, and no, so no, he no, just no, grabs it. No, 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 no. So no, don't no, do him like that. No, no, it's not, I feel like, no, I feel like my dad does need a bit of more help, but obviously Maybe. where my mum was so frugal, mm. the balance was there. So I've, def- I've definitely learned to be frugal and not to get cussed out. Like my dad did by my mum when he came into the house with nonsense for a lot of money. Mm. What about you, Jay? I think it was kind of how to how to survive, right? So mm. if you are short on money, it's how to make it stretch. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I learned, how to make a little definitely. go a long way. And I think, you know, that's probably, you know, definitely the th- common stereotype or theme uh, from our demographic that yeah. we can make a lot out of a little. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, hey, and that was definitely, yes. but, you know, and I think... <laughs> that still bangs now. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> And I think, you know, that definitely comes from that survival mindset. Um, and I think in terms of us taking the next step as a people, we need to go to that thriving mindset. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just how, how do I stay alive another day? How do I make tomorrow better? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to start looking at the ways of doing that. And I think, yeah, I think that's what I took from it. How to survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I Yourself, let me put your question on to you. Um, I would say I've been scared to get into debt, so I've never got into yeah, any oh, yeah. big I major debt ever. I didn't have a credit card until about five, six years ago. Okay. And my limit has stayed the same for the five years. I refuse to let yeah. them yeah. up it because yeah. I'm just scared of getting into that yeah. debt and not being able to pay it back. Yeah. So I, think, I would say that's a good thing. I never had a loan. And that's, that's probably is a good thing because debt's a massive problem in our massive, society at the moment, across all cultures. Problem. I've gotten myself into debt and got, had a loan to clear it. But what I've realised is because I think in the back of my mind where debt was such a bad thing, I never let it get crazy. So when I say to my friends, oh yeah, gosh, I remember in uni I did this or I remember I had to get a loan to clear this. And they're like, oh, how much was it? And I say the amount and they're like, oh, 
Is that it? That's yeah, not, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's true. That's not serious. There, oh yeah. Sam, you're so lucky. I'm like lucky. My heart <laughs> was going crazy, <laughs> yeah. thinking that I had this money to pay yeah. back. So I didn't even take out my full student loan. That's how much scared I was. Wow, because I paid that back a few loan. years ago, and that's only because not because I, I did anything special in terms of paying it back. I just didn't take out that much. You know what I mean? I took um, mine out and then some. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like the yeah. first year I took none. That's how scared I was. But that's that's good. That's I think good. that's from your mum. Yeah, making yeah. sure that things are always mm. where they need to be. Done. And I think, if I'm honest, it's because I didn't understand the loan, yeah. so I just knew this is something I have to pay back at some point. Yeah. And where I didn't understand it, I just ex- limited my risk to it. Yeah. Uh, maybe if I had known, I maybe have taken more and done something with it. So mm. I do know some people that, and, and that's kind of where it comes back to teaching your kids. Yes. So that brings me onto a point: student loans, the first financial commitment your kids are going, and they're st- we're still kids when you enter uni, right? Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, no disrespect definitely. to eighteen-year-olds out there. Um, but yeah, there's a first financial commitment and probably one of the longest because it stays with you forever yes. mm-hmm. unless you get a certain job at a certain pay scale, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how many of our parents kind of were with us as part of that decision? I mean, they filled in the forms and presented the information that they needed to. But exactly. And it's, you know, it. what could you have done with it? So I think in hindsight, maybe I would have taken out more and bought a house with it if I had understood mm-hmm. the risk. Yeah. yeah, I know you somebody know? that did that. And that's yeah. the thing. It's And that's why it's, for me, it's so important to understand risk and not be scared of it. Because there's opportunities there if yeah. you understand. I, d- and I think. No, go. I don't think my parents would have been on board if I told them that I'm taking out more of a loan to buy a house back then. Mm. They would have just seen it as you're committing to something that you know nothing about. Yeah. yeah. You don't. Ha- they definitely wouldn't have been on board. And it, like you said, again, lack of knowledge. Yeah, and I think to kind of as a not attack them too much. We are living in a information-rich time. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Now, yeah. you know what I mean? So no uh, we yeah. have to remember the fact that they didn't have the internet back no. then. Or even if it was in existence, it was nowhere near what it is today mm-hmm. in terms of being able to access information of yeah. any kind. Um, so this is, you know, explaining the situation as to where, how we've got to where we are. Um, but then also that same thing gives us opportunity to make things better, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely think we need to have a level of understanding because I do think if where they weren't born here, I think their focus when they came here was securing a job, making sure my accent's not too harsh in front of certain <laughs> workplaces, making sure my kids don't get caught up in riffraff. That that was it. And yeah, I think survive. survive. Exactly. Yeah. And that is what they, they mm. focus their time on. So I think, yeah, we just, I, I, like you said, this is not an attack. Um, It's just, we're now going to talk about how we can make things better because I just think they didn't have the knowledge and they didn't have the time. Mm. It was hard. I feel like it was hard. We've, born here and we feel like it's hard for us yeah, to move into certain sure. circles so yeah. imagine for them yeah and coming from home mm. to a strange place thinking that it's going to make them do better and all they know of doing better is education yeah and it's quite interesting because i think obviously one of the other issues i've seen and this definitely came up from house of common is lack of communication lack of communication between the different parts of our people yeah. so old and young you know so you'll have you know, people in their 50s, 60s, looking at people our age. Oh, we bought houses when you were, when we were your age. We did this when you were your, we were your age. Very, very, very different circumstance. Mm. And I think sometimes they don't understand how we've got to where we are. And as you say, they assumed that sending us to uni would give us all the answers. Yeah. And it hasn't for anybody, as we've said previously. Mm. Financial literacy is such a big thing in this country for everyone. Yeah. Unless you're from a rich, wealthy background where... This is a part of your family tradition to be taught how to use the family money. Unless you're from one of those situations, no one really has financial literacy taught to them that's anywhere. No. And that's why it's then needed. as we go on. Yeah. So it impacts us the most because most of us have come from low income uh, homes and, and, you know, the stats suggest that. Mm. So that's probably why it impacts us most yeah. because all of us are impacted by not having financial literacy. 
by anyone from you know low income home is is in the same boat. So we need to start getting it out there now yeah, yeah. and understanding that it's not that one generation dropped the ball or didn't do enough. We just didn't share that information. We need yeah. to share it as soon share as we now. can now. Yeah. You know. So if you do have kids that have gone out and got the information, got the knowledge, help them. How can you invest in them? Mm. And you know, start as early as possible. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that's key. Yeah. That is I think key. So. That is key. I think maybe we go on to that. Maybe. Yeah. I think how so. how soon should you be starting your kids, or and even how to get your kids more financially um, savvy? Yeah. I mean, okay, you're a father, <laughs> so you talk first. You tell us. Um. So this one's been a tricky one for me. So I think uh, growing up, you mainly teach them the traditional subjects, maths, English. You want them to be able to count and read. Um, and you just assume that that's enough. Mm. Um, as of late, probably because of doing this, uh, I've started talking to her about money. We played a little bit of a game where she was the shop owner one minute and she was serving me. Then I was the shop owner and I was serving her talking about her change and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's, it's just maybe play role play but yeah. with money being the central point of it or how money's made or saved or invested mm-hmm. um you know as and when i start developing my investments more i'm going to show them to her definitely you know is. she'll look on the online portal and say okay daddy's got this much money in this yeah. and that's this is why daddy's put it in here yeah. Yeah. because i want her to be able to see me do it not me tell her to do it yeah. because as you say that's how that's how most of us learn passively um in terms of age, I, I'm starting now because this is when the information has come to me. Yeah. yeah. But I would just say to anybody, as soon as your kid can, can count, can count <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, as, yeah. You know, you think how fast they can use a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can put them on your banking app then. Yeah. Not yeah. just Blockmaster or whatever that game is with the blocks. What's it called? No, Tetris. Tetris. You know the one where they build the cities with the blocks? Um, What's it called? Sims. No. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad. What's it called? I'm What's the game you play? The game you play. Okay. The the one where you build a city with the blocks. Oh, um, Blockcraft. Blockcraft. Block <laughs> yeah, Blockcraft. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, not just having them on Blockcraft. Have them on your banking app. Um, it maybe not. It won't seem boring to them if they see it from young. Yeah. You know, mm. I think that's probably. What, and these these are literally just my thoughts. So anyone out there that maybe has something a little bit more structured or knows of classes, seminars, or anything yeah. like that, information, articles, please, uh, you know, send it to us to the, to the, inf- uh, the website, uh, no, the email address, address, info at Francis yeah. would kill me if I got that wrong one more time. <laughs> uh, shout out to him. Um, but yeah, please, you know, I think this is still a very new subject to everyone. Yeah. So it should, this, and that's why this episode is pretty more of a conversation. Yeah. Because it, there's no real data around this kind of stuff anywhere mm-hmm. you know what i mean no one knows you know uh, you had crep and conan here the other day mm. talking about how they wish they had it when they were kids yeah that was such a good thing to watch and I've, where they have such a platform mm. i think it's such a good thing for them to mention those things yeah, definitely amazing well now i think amazing. actually amazing. it's not just about the glitz and glam it's about looking mm. on to money and how i yeah. save it how i make it and I think for me, that's the kind, that kind of message I want to portray more oh, because yeah, people will talk about the negative or perceived negative aspects of their music and their movement. But for me, that's the part that I gravitated yeah. to. When they're sitting down here re- waxing lyrical about how they wished they did, weren't learning about pie, but were learning about money. Yeah. Mm. That's exactly how I feel. And yeah. that's exactly the message I think the young definitely. people need. I think um, Darren mentioned in the last episode, was it episode seven, we said. Mm. Yeah. And he was like, we don't really have a connection with money anymore because yeah. everything is digital. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we need to bring back the actual physical of cash. So mm. maybe actually giving your kids cash to go and put into a bank. Yeah. 
and maybe bring back, like I said, um, I was talking about earlier with a piggy bank. Yeah, mm. yeah. Bring or, that back, or even when you give pocket money, asking them to bring back change and be yeah, like, yeah, yeah not spending it all and coming back with some yeah, coins. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, what do you wish you were taught? Because you said your mum was quite cliche. You said your mum was quite good with you. Yeah. But is there anything you think was missing, or anything you wish you would have learned back then? Yeah, just how where. When I've got these savings, what to actually do with it? Yeah. How to make my savings more effective? Yeah. Um. And. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So we spoke about teaching kids for parent. Well, teaching your kids as a parent or hope to be parent. Do you feel like all of the resources are out there for you to be able to now teach your children? Um, you know what? I wouldn't say they're not out there, but they're not visible. Okay. That's the one thing I'd say. So I don't know if they're out there or not. Uh, I know some things are out there. You see some things bubbling up on the internet, on Twitter yeah. or whatnot. Uh, but there's definitely no formalized, this is how you teach your kids yeah. about, you know, about money. Yeah. You know, um, I think economics in general should be a much bigger subject in the syllabus. Yeah. You know, I think that should be taught in secondary schools. Not on economics didn't get taught in my secondary no, school. No, in college. It's in like, like when you get to college, yeah, I think base, le- basic level economics should be taught as soon as um at a very very young age because as i say no matter what subject you're doing in school or wherever you aspire to go to in life you're going to be a part of economics yeah. under yeah. the current society right yeah, um so i just think it's like any of these things they're teaching kids how to code uh in school now yeah. at, at primary school age they can teach them about the economy as well <laughs> or about money should i say i only say the economy because that's the broader understanding yeah. of money in my in my eyes um but i think there's definitely there are websites out there if you go and look i think at this stage, that's what people are going to have to do. You're going to going to have to go out and actively look for the information for the seminars, classes, whatever, because they're just not at the forefront. It's not, yeah, no. You know, it's not. Um, hopefully more of those things will come up. And as and when I see them, I'll promote them. I think we will oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, on, on this platform. Um, but no, they're not easy to find. Yeah, I definitely would like to see more financially financial literacy taught in schools. I know that's something we've banged on about. And Darren's actually going to be starting his. But um, yeah. Financial literacy in schools, I just feel like young people need to understand yeah. um, the reactions <coughs> and the consequences to their actions with money. Because mm. I feel like, although the reason why I didn't get into further debt was out of being scared of my parents. Yeah, but same. If I didn't have that, how far could I have gone? And like I said, mine wasn't even a big deal, but <laughs> it could have been, you know, when I was younger. Yeah. I think one side point, I think, I think definitely the kids need to see uh, more examples of success outside of uh being a musician or a sportsman and i have yeah. nothing against those yeah. careers but as we as i said before not all of us can do those yeah not all of us have got that talent otherwise i'd be a rapper now <laughs> i would be sportsmen um, or men in suits in the city yeah yeah so i feel like that's all yeah. that it looks like that. that's a good point yeah. that's a good point because uh, yeah that's not the only way you know i exactly. know many people that are getting Especially ahead in life now exactly don't aren't working in the city yeah you know, there there's so many avenues, and yeah. I think we need to see all of them, definitely, so that you know, if you have a child, whatever way they're inclined, they can find a route to success. Yeah, whether it's creative, not just music, um, open, make, just starting your own business, seeing where there's a gap in the market, yeah. and taking it. Contractors, I work with contractors all the time, and yeah, they make money. Make money when when we've got a meeting, they come in their fleece and jeans and shoes. They think they're <laughs> smart. And people look at them and be like, oh, what do they know? Actually, they know their stuff and they are making pee. Their wives don't work. <laughs> and mm. they're always on holidays. So there's there's so many avenues. But there are. There are. Learn just, a trade. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's one if thing. You've got the talent. 
you know, coming back to like what we were taught. So I remember when I was going from school into like college, uni, mm-hmm. I had, uh, there was a number of like white kids that just weren't interested in going to university. They went to go find their trade. Mm. Their dad said, this is what you're, you're doing this trade. And they're fine now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are these contractors that you're talking yeah, about yeah. now. Whereas many of us went to university to get these degrees <laughs> that, you know, and you all of us they own their own businesses yeah. and have employees now. And we looked down on those skilled trades. Definitely. And I think that's probably one thing where we, we miss a trick. Definitely the Caribbean community because the earlier generation did generally have trades. They weren't yeah. working. There weren't many working in the city. And I think they coveted yeah. having their kids work in the city. And looked over trades. Yeah. And, and I think that's not even just us because you see it now. They're always talking about, uh, vocational, uh, qualifications now. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. they're not really pushing degrees anymore. No, because it's, it's just not the only way. It's not because you, you need that. these other, you know, trades and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, I'd just love to see more information about that. Mm. And uh, for parents now, I'd just say, like Jerome said, start as soon as you can. Yeah. Research, even if you don't know, have discussions with your kids, maybe learn with your child. Yeah. And bounce stuff off them, obviously depending on how old they are, and um, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Agree. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> since our show at, from the Live Commons, we have received a number of questions, received a number of questions on the day, and we're still getting them in. So we've picked three that we're just going to touch on today. Of course, as Jerome said in the disclaimer, we are not professionals. <coughs> it is just our point of view, opinion just any helpful tips or we're just going to touch on experience that we've actually practiced we are professionals we're just not registered financial advisors (laughs) well yeah exactly sorry the francis in me wouldn't let you get away with that sorry you see francis he's here in spirit i am um so one of the questions that we got was thank you for everyone that left us questions on on the day do you want me to read it out oh um Okay, so one of the questions was, I recently got a credit card to build up my credit score, but now I see that I spend more. So how do you budget with a credit card? Okay, so I only recently got a credit card for the first time about three months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I was still running from any kind of thing. Yeah. I, I used to um, take pride in the fact that I'd say, I don't have a credit card. Okay, but then your credit score doesn't move past a certain point. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to show that you can manage credit. So um, um, tips, I'd say... Uh, to quite frankly you have to understand that it's not money it's not it's not your money yes it's not something that you've earned credit cards are given out it's a business um you have to keep that in mind and make sure that it works for you i always just keep in mind that credit, my credit card is not an extension of my, my funds that I've actually <laughs> yeah. been paid for yeah. by my employer so if you no. That's not, no but that, you know what that's a very key point no because when you use your credit card it's not your it's money, not your money. <laughs> i feel like you just have to really really keep that in mind yeah. you should use it to spend because you, if it's for credit purposes then you need to be able to show that you can manage credit but in keep in mind when you're going to swipe it it's, it's not actually cash it's not yours it's mm. credit and it belongs to the bank there's no they're not going to give you free money they're not going to give you free money and say it pay back you when you want it is a business yeah and one point i want to just add to that really quickly it is really in their interest that you don't pay it back yeah yeah exactly right they don't want you to clear your credit card and and i don't say that in a sinister way they need to make money off interest Mm -hmm. it's a business you know it's take the emotion out of it they're trying to maximize the amount of interest they can get out of you so they're going to structure the card or the way you use it or make it easy enough for you to use that you always use it so know that and try and mitigate against that i say so some quick um advice i'd give is only spend what you have available in your current account so if you're spending on your credit card literally for credit purposes only and you want to buy a pair of trainers make sure you've got it available in your current account once you spend you can either transfer the money over straight away 
or if you want to clear it at the end of the month so it looks like that you're you've got a monthly plan of how you spend I would literally move the 60 pounds you spent on the trainers out of your current account into somewhere else and at the end of the month you know you're putting it back Mm -hmm. don't spend without thinking about how you're paying it back so what I personally do is consult my budget every month if I'm going to buy something on my credit card just for credit purposes I literally this is probably not the best way to do it but I do pay it back from my new month salary but I make sure I budget for it so if I don't if I know that I can't cover it on payday then I don't I don't buy it but I think a better way is to either transfer money into the credit card straight away or move the money away and transfer it at the end of the month so you're not paying for the credit card with your new month salary mm. because you are still behind if you do it that way better still if you spend on it for credit purposes only don't think that it is cash it's not cash it's not yours don't keep it out of the house attach it to your apple pay so you can only spend maximum of 30 pounds make sure it's accessible in emergencies only but just be very very real with yourself this is not your money if you're spending on it just because you've run out of money in your current account you need to look back at your budgeting because you're you're overspending and if you are overspending it definitely should not be from a credit card because what's going to happen you're going to max it you're not going to have enough each month to pay it back you're going to get yourself into a rubbish situation and then the cycle goes on meanwhile the banks are happy also you can do a direct debit for your minimum balance as well i uh, and then top it top it up if and when necessary So I'd say definitely always be able to clear the minimum payment, but just be aware that you are going to be paying interest yeah. on everything else that's still outstanding. So if you can get into the habit of literally spending, if you spend £100, then get into the habit of paying £100 at the end of the month. Just make sure you always try to clear it because the minimum they, the minimum um, account amount that you have to spend is minimal because, again, it's a business. They don't want you to clear it. So you're, you know you can commit to £10 a month. Whereas if your balance is £100, you're going to be paying more because you're going to be getting interest. So just be very, very mindful of how you're spending it. <coughs> and keep in mind, it's not your money. Yeah, um, I think just to add on to that. So yeah, for me, credit card should be one of two things. If you're using it correctly, it should either be an emergency fund, as you kind of detailed. Yeah. Or if you're using it to manage credit, you got to remember your credit scores uh, calculated by algorithms, by computers. No one's looking at how you spend. It's mm. all done by computer now, right? So you need to understand that uh, you know, you, you have a credit free period when you spend on your credit card. Yeah, you might yeah. get 30 or 50 days credit free. Yeah. So understand that if at the bare minimum, try and get paid before then. So you're not paying interest. That's yeah. a money saving tip. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of building your credit, I liked what Kalisha said in terms of having a direct debit for your minimum yeah. payment. Just be very wary though. Cause if you are only making minimum payments, that can show yeah. as a negative on your credit score. Yeah. yeah. Right. You re, in an ideal world, you should be spending and then clearing your credit card in a month. Yeah. That's the best way to boost your credit. Yeah. Um, if you, if you're, so the, how the algorithm will look at it is you're using credit and, and paying it back, you're responsible yeah. and your credit score will shoot up if you're doing that. So you spend on it and clear it in the month. So your credit at the end of the month, your, your thing's always zero. Um, that will help your credit score go up. Um, definitely not making only minimum, minimum, minimum no. payments. Mm. If you only do that, that's negative as well. Um, you can't have missed payments and no, you can't no. go over your limit. Yeah. So if you're trying to build your credit, those are the kind of things you definitely want to kind of keep, keep in mind. mind. Don't go over your yeah. limit. Um, try and clear it if you can. At very least, minimum payments, more if you can. And do not go over your limit. Yeah. And, and also, make sure you're 
you're aware of the date that you need to make the payments by mm. because there's no mercy if you miss that date. Yeah. So just make sure you're aware. Call the bank, check your online banking, check your statements, make sure you know that. And that's why I think the direct debit is a good idea because yeah. then you never, you're never late. The, you're yeah, never late. It needs to. Also, I don't know if this is true, but supposedly to keep a good credit score, it, you're supposed to only use 30% or below your actual credit limit. That would make sense, actually. It, I don't know if it's true, but it definitely makes sense. So basically, that's sense. like a little trick to yeah. keep a good score. No, so whether it's true or not, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Because I think it probably looks like, okay, if they give you a grand and you always spend a grand on top of what you spend in yeah. your account. Yeah, looks like you can't mm. manage your money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think you're fine. So I don't really use that much of my credit card. And every, it feels like every six months or so, they want to give me more credit. Because you, they're probably thinking, hang on, this guy's good. <laughs> and, um, it, and the thing is, it's not even an emotional thing. It's a computer telling them to do so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we also need to be cognizant of nowadays. That's a lot of these decisions are being made by computer, by yeah. computers. Ooh. See, again, <laughs> if I was bad man, I would have just picked up on that. But it's, it's fine. I'm anyway. a person. God knows my heart. <laughs> Being Sunday and all that. Did um, you go to church today, though? God oh. knows my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. So the next question is, at the House of Commons, you spoke about fake information. How do you read through what's fake? Perhaps suggest some good sources or podcasts. Mm, to be honest, I would simply say research. Yeah. Check information, research Google, as much as you can. Social media. Yeah. Mm. Use every tool possible. Every uh, single yeah, tool possible. I think, yeah, just use more than one source of information. So, uh, obviously you've got your reputable places like your FT, Economist, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like to try and see whatever I see on the internet, what are these places saying about it? Just, as you say, just spread, diversify, right? Yeah. How many places you're getting information from because fake news is a big issue. Yeah. People yeah. make a lot of money from fake news um, via clickbait and advertising and whatnot. Yeah. So just because you see it on, on Twitter or on the internet somewhere, you can't always believe it. It, it could be that fake news. So just try and co- um, confirm it from several other sources. Ask a professional about it. Send it to someone that you may know. But yeah. just, yeah, just don't believe the first thing you, you, you read, maybe. Yeah, or find the source and contact them directly. Yeah, exactly. Most people are on Instagram and Twitter anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. go to them directly yeah, and send yeah. them a DM. Yeah, it's Definitely. do your due diligence, as probably uh, professionals would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but like it's similar to investing like we say we always stress just do your research before committing to anything mm. and when it comes to information before using that what you've learned or forwarding it on just just make sure you're aware that it's actually accurate yeah uh, um, anything above all if it looks too good to be true it probably is <laughs> definitely in the world of investing and most things if it looks too good to be true run <laughs> yeah i think that came up because we were talking about um as people in our demographic sharing information and somebody said well we need to make sure we share the right information. yeah 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 just research and that is an issue often that you know definitely i think the previous generation had that if somebody was trying to do something for the community nine times out of ten they were trying to fraud you yeah defraud yeah, you yeah. should i say so i think uh, we need to step away from that we definitely need to come yeah. away from that mindset yeah um and i think the way you can step away by, from that mindset is if you take the responsibility to do your own research, you should be able to pick out the fraudsters exactly. instead of just assuming everybody is. Exactly. Just you know? lots if of you can research what new trainers is coming out or <laughs> yeah. all of that stuff, you can research about your finances or whatever information you want to know. Or you could really and truly should just be listening to our podcast. Today. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Tune I, in every Tuesday. Yeah, I think that's all you really need. <laughs> okay. And the final question is... Read it out. Why do I have to read it out? Because we both read that one. <laughs> Simple as. Equal opportunities over here. You didn't tell me that before the podcast. So, uh, you have to think on your feet. 
Uh, is it always best to look to invest back home when we are shown a new holiday destination every year to invest in? Um, Akwa, I'm actually happy I read this question. Mm, <laughs> so we went to Santorini recently and one of the things that stuck out to me is that I saw a lot of building work going on there, uh, a lot of for sale signs there. You know, we were sat down eating and the guy was trying to sell us the apartment next door to yeah. the restaurant. Um, so it feels like, you know, that's one of the places a lot of people are going to to now invest. It's, it's a nice, the scenery is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think once more things go there, it will be an amazing destination. It's, you know, it's nice now. Yeah. Uh, we had a, we had an amazing time, but I definitely think there's a lot more to come. Um, so is it always best to invest back home? Yeah. So this is a big thing for me. It's something I definitely plan to do yeah. in somehow. I wasn't want to find a way. And you speak to some people and it's like, oh, it's not that easy and da, 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 da. Mm. And I get that. But my thing is other people from other places are doing it. Yeah. So we have to try and find a way. Um, but one, the one thing that has been said to me by many people is I think we need to take maybe one step back and start visiting our home countries more mm-hmm. regularly. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We need to make our home countries holiday destinations yes. by us always going there. Great. The more of us that go there, the more chance for them to open up businesses to service us, which then, you know, in an ideal world, you know, I'm sure there's complexities to it. Um, then, you know, it allows it to become a, a place that everybody invests in. But I think we need to start going back home mm-hmm. more regularly. Um, definitely something I want to do. You know, I haven't been back to Jamaica in a long time. We're going next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go to Ghana as well next year as well. But I think everyone in, you know, in our demographic at our age and younger needs just to be going home more regularly. Yeah. I think so. I think where we are born here, we're so used to the Western world. We go to various different places. Why not go back home and see what you'd like to see yeah. back home? I just think it, these other destinations seem great to invest in because they're already partly there. They're already a destination. If they weren't, you wouldn't be going there. But when you go there, what do you see that you wish you could see back home? Maybe go home and think about what food spot should be yeah. there, what shisha bar should be there. Just yeah. an- anything, anything. Anything. Like, what do you like when you go abroad? What could you bring that back what's home? What's lacking? Think, exactly. Yeah, what's lacking? I think, imagine everyone was doing that. You'd also go to your home country and think, oh, this is great. And then when you see a plot of land, you'll think, oh, okay, maybe I can do something. Here. Mm. I think just we need to work on our own home, making it look presentable. That's <laughs> I don't love that. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Making it look appealing. Yeah. But you know what? To kind of maybe contradict that a little bit or give a different spin. Um, I know I speak to some of my friends and they say that our kind of generation are somewhat homeless because, mm. okay, we, we know we're immigrants to this country, but if we go back to our home countries, they also look at us as foreigners as, as well. As tourists, yeah. As mm-hmm. tourists. Yeah. So do we actually have a home? Yeah. And that's probably why many haven't, have lost that connection back. with back home. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And these new places seem so much more exciting because growing up, all I ever did is go to Jamaica. I didn't really holiday anywhere else. So when I started going on my own holidays, I wanted to see places in Europe and all these different sites. And I think people should do. Travel is an amazing thing. Um, I just think we need to strike that balance between going to other places to see what's out there and get inspiration and ideas. But we, I think we should be going home regularly if you plan to invest. So my other thing, if you want to invest back home, you need to be there at least once or twice a year, in my opinion, just to know what, what's going on there. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Sometimes I think they don't want us to go back home because all the flights and hotels to go back home stupid is expensive. Yeah. It's stupid prices, yeah, but yeah. Europe is cheap as hell. Yeah, yeah it's because we're, we're in Europe, right? Yeah. yeah. But then again, Africa, to get to Africa, how, how long is it to Ghana? Six hours. Six hours. That's not crazy. Yeah. It was like, how many to Dubai was that? Five? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's not it's not crazy. Um, 
I think, you know, it is maybe something you just need to plan for. Like Europe just, and I learned that to go to say, I'm going to go to Amsterdam. I can say, okay, next month I'm going to book my Amsterdam yeah, flight. Yeah. You can't do that with a first <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, you you kind of need to know you're paying that off for a year in advance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably what I, the previous generation did. Yeah. And once again, didn't yeah. really show us that, okay, if you want to go back home, you can't yeah. just book your flight on, um, what is it? Sky yeah, yeah, You yeah. need to go to the travel agents and pay and down for a year. Plan properly. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think we need to start doing that. It's money management, planning. Mm. You know, a lot of this stuff comes down to planning. Yeah. Um, but to answer the question more specifically, I think if you want to invest in your home country, I think you definitely pursue it. It's something I'm trying to do, but it's just from what I'm understanding, it's not easy. And I think the first step is to visit regularly. Yeah. And I would say if you, so if it's something you actually want to do, don't be discouraged by the lack of glitz and glam, depending on where you're from. You could <coughs> be from somewhere that's already glitz and glam, but, um, just, just, I think just believe in mm. your vision and know that if, everybody thought like you and wanted to do it that place could also look like go with friends destinations exactly yeah it's true go with friends friends. yeah go with like-minded individuals family as well you know if you have parents that want to retire back home or whatever that may be a start yeah if you get your parents set up there then then you build your property or your business or where it may be i I just think you have to have an entrepreneurial mindset and know that they're going to be challenges but just think of the how you get around them you know that, was that the last one? Yeah. yeah cool. Thank you, everyone, for the questions. There will be more answered as the show goes on and keep them coming. Um, I think that's... That's that's it. I that, think we that, covered everything. Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling? That's it. I feel good. I feel like... I feel like I got a lot off my chest. You did. You did. I feel like the topic of the pe- parents and financial literacy is a big one. I, yeah. I feel like... I was going to put a beat in the background for a while. <laughs> you look, sounded like eight mile. But anyway... Um, cool so uh, yeah uh, once again guys I said we're, this episode is drawn to a close uh, please remember to leave us feedback on iTunes there were a bit of in, uh, issues uh, leaving uh, feedback on iTunes okay. uh, I put that on our Twitter one of uh, someone I know he messaged me because he was trying to leave us a review yes, on iTunes it wouldn't, it wouldn't work yeah. um, so if you are having issues with that please send us like the recording of it and we'll forward it onto iTunes and try and get that sorted yeah. but yeah iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud, SoundCloud please follow subscribe leave us feedback good or bad let us know what you want to hear you know it's a platform for us by us yeah. so your your interaction is needed Definitely. um okay we've got on twitter we're on making sense pc at, on twitter is it yeah yeah yep. instagram it's uh the the underscore sense underscore podcast yeah sorry <laughs> yeah. um uh, you can find myself on twitter and instagram think underscore king underscore j you can find me on Twitter, ms underscore Sammy with an I underscore XX, and on Instagram, SAMMA underscore XX. Yeah. And for me on Twitter, miss underscore K underscore V A N G. Yeah. Uh, Francis is bra living. Bra underscore living. Bra underscore living. On Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Okay. And, um, Please use the hashtag Making Sense Podcast yes, please do. or the Making Sense Podcast and also use Pod In. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Pod In, that's P O D I N, Pod In. Great. Uh, thank you. And thank until you next week. Thank you for tuning in for another week. All right. See ya. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.